0: A group of beautiful, yet troubled 20-somethings rebuild her life after she is most understanding in bars.
1: Somebody write this.
0: Hi, and welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea and then brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah.
1: And I'm Jenny. And here to help with us our brainstorming, Today we have Esme Symes-Smith. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Hi, we are super excited to have you here. As we were talking before the show about what we might want to cover in our interview, you had told us that uh, one of your favorite things is using genre to talk about heavy things and and heavy topics. So I'm going to kind of, first of all, just kind of open the floor wide and let you kind of jump in and talk about, about your experience with that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Esme. I'm a middle grade author of the Sir Callie series, which is a series of four books about a non-binary kid who wants to be a knight in a very gendered world. And I've been lucky enough to be able to dig into all the sucky parts of being a kid and being pretty powerless in an adult's world. So this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I started when I was 12 in fan fiction of Harry Potter, which we don't talk about anymore, but it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, and I, I always used fiction as very much an escape as a reader, for sure. But when I discovered that I loved telling stories and writing, it was such a cool way for me to be able to like process what was going on. In my life, in my brain, in like a very, very safe way, I've always viewed genre fiction, especially like fantasy, as kind of like, it's almost like a veneer, like a veil between, you know, reality and fiction. And, you know, you have the choice to either reach through it and touch those hard things or, you know, you could just absorb it as fantasy. So I was able to work out a lot of like hard things that was going on in my life without even realizing I was doing it. So that's always what's really drawn me to fantasy and genre writing in general. Um, And when I became an author, you know, that was always what I wanted to do. I wanted to tell these difficult, true, very true, very relatable stories, but you know, in the safe space of magic and dragons and swords. Um, I feel like historical fiction does a similar thing, but fantasy can take it one step further with like, because magic is always a metaphor for something, which is super cool. Um, oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's how I started. And... I love contemporary fiction, especially middle grade so much, but sometimes it feels like a little bit too close for comfort. I definitely find myself putting down those books to take a breather way more than I do with genre fiction, where, you know, if something feels very, very scary, you know, you can go back into that sort of like magical fictional world, just be like, okay, this is fine. This isn't real. (laughs) You know, (laughs) even, even if those hard things are going into your brain and helping you think about it even more.
0: I really like that you know, pointing out that, it, that there is that distance, mm-hmm. where even if it's even if it's still tackling some of the harder stuff, it's there is that you can always remind yourself this is just this is made up, this is fictional, this world does not exist.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you know, you could, you can could do those hard conversations within fantasy and genre fiction, um, especially in kid lit. I know often people think that you have to like dumb it down for kids or make it like less intense, but that's really not the case. You know, kids need those hard stories. And I think doing those things within fantasy is such a good way to, like, help those readers in a way that I was helped with fan fiction. So that's really my intention with my writing.
0: Yeah. So let me ask, as you start writing these kinds of stories, I ask partly because I've been delving lately into into a similar thing of exploring big issues through mostly supernatural horror <laughs>
1: Oh, and so yes, again, the
0: fantasy it. realm. So I've been experimenting with plays in that. And so for you, as you write this, does which aspect of this comes to your, is the inspiration first? Is it, I want to tackle this subject or I want this world? And which one comes first and informs the rest of it?
2: Um, it's really like I want to play in this world and I want to have a good time, which is ironic. When I first wrote the first Cali book, it was in 2020 and we just got into the Panini and I was just feeling so like miserable um, yeah. because Aww. my work shut down. I was on submission with um, a book that didn't sell and you know, you can't solve the pandemic. Um, so yeah. I was just feeling very <laughs> hopeless and like loose ended. And I was like, what brings me joy? What haven't I done before? And I went back to the Tamora Pierce books, which I always loved as a kid. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to write a story about a bolshie kid who wants to be a knight. And I just finished reading, um, The Prince and the Dressmaker, which is a graphic novel. Um, and it, it was so, so beautiful. Um, And it was all about this soft prince who's like exploring his gender and this girl who helps him. Um, So I had those two characters in my brain and I had Callie just really sprung up out of nowhere. But they're the kind of kid who, you know, isn't going to take no for an answer. They're not just going to sit down and be like, "Okay, I'm going to obey these stupid rules, even though they're dumb, you know. Uh uh Um, So Callie was really like a vessel for me to... Find a little bit more control in yeah. this controlless world, because I, I feel like the twenty twenty pandemic really made me feel those big feelings that I felt as a child, where like, you know you're seeing all the problems in the world, but you're completely helpless to stop it. Mm. So like grasping yeah. for those little more personal things to kind of give you a sense of control and power even if it's small was really important and book one was supposed to be a retrospective on like the Trump era um, mm-hmm. um and it was supposed to be like oh haha look how terrible this was moving on but as I was writing book two and as i have been writing the subsequent Kelly books it's been feeling very very Current. Um, so I have been a lot more intentional about themes and the issues that I tackle, especially regarding like queer adults with children, all those things and the way that people just really like fear what they don't know. And, you know, fear makes people so scared and dangerous if it's not processed correctly. So that was really, it was, yeah, I I feel like the subsequent Cali books are a lot more intentional. Um, But in the beginning, it was just supposed to be fun. I
0: I really love this. I hope people uh, subscribe to our Patreon so that they can hear the rest of that conversation because they're only going to hear a (laughs) tiny piece of it. Um, So $2 (laughs) a month, that's all you need to hear the rest of that conversation. Um, so uh with that we are gonna jump into our brainstorming so as a reminder the plot we're starting with which i had i had quite a time trying to understand um a group of beautiful yet troubled 20-somethings rebuild her life after she is most understanding in bars
2: Oh, I love it. I
0: was so excited. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's so, get this. Yeah. So, what immediately jumps out to you as me? Questions? Uh, what's the most confusing <laughs> or exciting or let's start here moment of this prompt?
2: So it's definitely looking at, you know, the the multiple as it comes to, like, the trouble 20-somethings, plural. Um, but rebuilding her life is singular. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, this, <laughs> this group is separate to the her that we're looking at. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of imagining this um, woman. I don't know how old she is, but, like, she's in the bar um, and she's just, like, this she's a very positive, hopeful person. Um, And she's there on her own. She's just vibing. She likes to be around company. And then you have this, this group of beautiful, yeah, troubled 20 somethings who are just going like, oh God, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. I'm nearly 25 and I haven't, haven't done anything yet. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're drinking a lot of wine just going, oh, (laughs) I'm having a midlife crisis at 25. And she's just like, listen girls, come on. (laughs) Let me tell you about my, life. (laughs) So that's what I'm imagining.
0: Yeah. And then somehow her life is falling apart. (laughs) So in in a way.
2: Her life was falling apart, but now she's very content. I feel like she went through a lot up until the time she was like 60. And now she's like, okay, well, you know, I've divorced three husbands. Um, (laughs) My children are in Australia or whatever. I'm on my own, but I'm really you know, I'm enjoying my retirement and this is the life I like. And, you know, I have friends, but I also like being on my own. So she goes out to these places by herself and just like takes in the atmosphere and the people. And she's the kind of person that just likes talking to people, um, regardless of whether they want to be spoken <laughs> to. <laughs> um, Oh, I love her already. And I imagine she wears, like, very, very fabulous clothes. Yes. You know, lots of purple because, you know, when I'm an old woman, I'll wear purple and all yes. that. Um, and, like, feathers and jewels and, like, all the things that she's accumulated. And she just really enjoys
0: herself. Every item of clothing she has has a story behind it of where oh, like, she got it and who she was with and...
2: Whether it's true or not, like, she yeah. definitely. <laughs> oh, um, I
0: love that. I imagine it so,
2: kind of like Alexis Rose from Schitt's Creek. with. Yeah. Um, yes. You
0: know, <laughs> that is Alexis Rose, you know, 40 years later.
2: Yeah, she's <laughs> like, yeah, I was in this Persian palace and I got kidnapped, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so I love this character. Uh, yes. So there is, is she the one whose life they're rebuilding, the, the 20-somethings are rebuilding? Oh no no no! She's helping oh, the twenty-somethings rebuild her life. Like she knows what's
2: going on. She's fine. Um, it's the twenty-somethings that are having their like ultimate midlife crisis at like
0: twenty-four, twenty-five. Okay, so they're they're each of so the her life is their life <laughs> each individually. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. I like that.
2: Yeah, I like that too. And maybe they're, like, focusing on, like, one friend who's going through this, like, really, like, kind of minor breakup, but it feels huge because she Uh had this whole life plan and now her boyfriend of, like, three months has dumped her when she thought she was going to spend the rest of her life with this guy, but actually, Mm -hmm. you know what, um... So she's just like, oh, God, I might as well just jump off a cliff right now. And they're just like, listen, listen, Jenny, it's going to be okay. Um, Even though everyone else is like having those like very minor problems that feel huge. And then, you know, this woman comes in and she's just like, yes, I I was kidnapped in Saudi Arabia and lived there under captive for like 20 years. Like your problems are nothing. Let me tell you about them.
1: So, so, So that's how they all meet her is they, you know, it'll be fine. Let's go get a drink. And, and then there's this lady sitting at the bar with, like, yeah. you know, feathers in her hat. First uh-huh. of all, she's wearing a hat. You yeah. Know. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> she's already out of sync for the world. Yeah. Oh, 20 strings of her pearls. Hat. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Already. She's so amazing. I guess I I'm curious
0: about the structure of this. Um, is this like, is this a series of vignettes within the bar where they where they are, where every time they have a different problem and like and then she comes in and she's she's like here's what's going on or is there like like an after school special with are Geese? we following are we following them primarily and she kind of pops in and out like a like a, a magical uh, fairy godmother.
2: I imagine it yeah. is a collection of short stories, really. Um, but they're all tied together by this one narrative of this woman in the bar this evening with these group of people. Um, so, like, it's a very short timeline, but, you know, she tells these stories and they're kind of almost yeah. like fairy tales. She's very curious about the woman herself. <laughs> um, so, each, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, she has some stories that are very, like, you know, very kind of normal and relatable, and that's what
0: she starts off with. And then they get like, subsequently more insane. So there is like a yes. building arc throughout the, the throughout these individual stories. That there is like, you know, first you think it's all just oh for you sure. know, cute little standalones, and then it gets maybe there's like a, a narrative to oh, put yeah. together.
2: And then she's like, oh, well, it's like 2 a.m. <laughs> it's like 2 a.m. I have to go back, to let my dog out. And then they realize that Whoa. no one else can.
0: <laughs> or I want the last story in the collection to be from her point of view. <laughs> exactly. And like, you know, maybe yes, we realize CS, that, CS, you know, CS. nothing she has said has been true. But it's all like <laughs> greatly changed these people's lives.
2: Yeah. Um, or maybe she like goes home to like her husband who's watching NCIS on the couch with like three yeah. cokes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she's yeah. just like, I had a
1: great night. It's <laughs> just what she does. Yeah. He's like, all right. <laughs> God, go oh, home. I, I love the fairy godmother idea.
2: Yeah, like all of her grandchildren have like grown up or like are busy with their own lives. She's just like, I need to put this energy somewhere. Yeah. Well, like they're so sick of her nonsense and her Aww. stories that they don't really like listen anymore. So she needs to go find oh like, new people so to be like, oh, let me tell oh you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, And this is, this is not the direction we yes. have to go, but like this absolutely could be something that if we went that way, that there could be a, um, you know, maybe she is... Maybe she doesn't have a great relationship with her kids and she feels like she let them down when they were in their twenties. And so now she's kind of like trying to, (gasps) she's she's making up these wild stories (laughs) because she's like, because I, you know, I think I could say this and it would help them and it's not true, but I don't care because I think it could be useful to them. Could have the moment at the end where they're like almost like a almost like the end of the Music Man, where they realize that he has been lying to them the whole time, but it doesn't matter yes. because they actually he actually <laughs> changed their lives it and like matter. made them more positive <laughs> and optimistic. <laughs> what
1: if okay okay? How about how that's about this? So what, what if she wasn't trying to help them? What if she was telling these stories to mess them up more, but they ended up helping? And she's like, dang it, that's not what I meant to do. <laughs>
2: Or <laughs> well, maybe she's an escape, yeah, <laughs> an escape convict, um, and she's been like, you know, embedded in these terrible crimes of like, you know, um, embezzlement and stuff like that. She's on the run, um, and then the police come and they're like, "Have Who you seen this seen woman?" This and she's like, like, "Oh my god. god she stands
1: out like a sore thumb."
0: <laughs> and so, like Who every, and, like we, you know, uh, uh, we could do some really fun things with, <laughs> with like these things that she, you know, maybe she shows up wearing something that she, you know. Uh, she had to cobble together an outfit from, like, random things she found, like, <laughs> that she stole or found somewhere. Yeah. And then she just puts a story together about why does why does this cowboy hat have feathers? Well, obviously, right. it's because. And so, like, we have these little clues. It's from that ostrich that I found exactly. in the desert. <laughs> exactly. Wow.
2: There's so many possibilities for this lady. She's, like, hiding in plain sight. I know. I'm so I love before her.
0: <laughs> before we get too much further into figuring out the details, I think we need to get a, a title, um, in case it veers us all off track. All right. Yes. <laughs> so we'll we'll hope. Um, I think anything we get can probably be tied into her story in some way. Yes. So I think so. I think we'll be okay. Um, all right. So this is an ugly title for a book, um, as most of them are. <laughs> but our title, I'm going to put it in the chat. Oh, it also has two. I have to fix the grammar, but I will tell you what the original was. Um, so our title is Jake Jones and the Close of World War Two. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, stop. It initially, it. by the way, was and the the close of <laughs> World <laughs> War Two, <II. laughs> which was we can fix that. So there's there's a there's war stories in here. <laughs> okay, okay, I see um, that okay.
2: Jake Jones is um the soldier okay. she was once in love with. Okay, um, yeah. and I she like was that. instrumental in finishing World War Two um, you know, she went undercover in her ostrich feather hats and (laughs) (laughs) won the war. (laughs) And that's just one of her stories. I like it.
0: But I love the idea as well that like, maybe, maybe some of these wild stories are coming out because like, um, not, not, you know, uh, pathological liar as well, but like, maybe there are pieces of this that she actually can't tell because it's classified. (laughs) Information she tells it a, a story but but she tells Ooh. it as a story, and she adds other details and she's like, this is no longer about the war this is <laughs> this is about you know <laughs> that uh that random person who i who I met and fought off uh when they were trying to to <laughs> rob a convenience store <laughs> you know oh, this amazing. is who we're talking about now. <laughs> Um, so because so she has to spin it a little bit to, to actually be able to, but she needs to get her stories out because she's been sitting with this for years and years and years and has nobody to talk to about
2: Aww. it. well, maybe yeah. Jake
0: Jones is her cat. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, <laughs> I, I like also do love the idea that maybe she's spinning all these stories about Jake Jones <laughs> and That's it turns out to be <laughs> her cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: just like the protagonist in all of her fairy tales. So she gets Aww. home to her
1: husband watching TV and she's like, did you feed Jake? And the yeah. and the reader's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Jake Jones just comes out of my
0: mouth.
2: And it's always Jake Jones and never Jake. Yeah, right. yeah. No,
0: it's Jake Jones. Oh, yeah. There was so there was but <laughs> one of my like very, very first early attempts at National Novel Writing Month, I wrote a character named Named uh, Matthew Danick, and uh, the the joke was that it was based around the premise. It was a rom com where Matthew Danick was the the aloof um, uh, movie star who, uh, in most stories, the girl would fall in love with and be swept off her feet by. But in my version, she ran off with the comedic relief best friend. Yeah, um, <laughs> because that's what I always wanted. That's amazing. Um, but part of the gimmick was that he was only ever called Matthew Danick because he was he would not allow first names only. It was it was I it was that. Not, Obsessed. he was
2: too formal <laughs> those characters are my favorite characters
0: uh, so yeah jake jones the mystery and so like so all these stories all her stories revolve around um around jake jones and the things that that he did that uh that that they did together um
2: Yeah, they're so like partners in crime yeah yeah <laughs> and had this like amazing romance and <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, how do these stories about intrigue and uh, adventure in World War II, with a with a, a a friend slash lover, whatever she spins Jake Jones as, how is this helpful to the twenty somethings? Oh, it's not at all.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think what her what she's going for is like she's trying to put their like silly little. You know, twenty-something problems into perspective. Like, actually, like none of this actually matters. I actually ended World War Two, and that was a much (laughs) bigger deal. But I survived, so you can too. So, shut up. But she says it much nicer than that. Yeah, yeah. She's most understanding. Oh, <laughs> oh, very understanding. <laughs> uh,
0: so, but it, does it does it work for them? Does it work for all of them? They're all like, oh, I guess you're right, and their lives are rebuilt. Or are there some? Is there one outlier who's like, this woman is crazy. Like this woman is is absolutely making this all up. This woman doesn't know what she's talking about. We should not be <laughs> listening to her.
2: I think they're all just like in shock that this woman exists in the first place, and like they listen to her stories just like with open mouths, like not knowing how to process. It. But then, like you know, they go home and they they think about it a little bit more. They're like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. I can change my life now."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I like the idea of in these in this continued short story uh, realm that we could start. Like, uh, and it could be elaborate or not. It could be elaborated on or not. Um, But we start to see, you know, by story five, we see the results of story one's protagonists (laughs) and and where they've landed. Um, You know, new people come into the group because they've been... You know, people have found love or have reconciled with someone or have made a good a, a good friend and they bring yeah. them in and other people leave because they, you know, realize that they are not, uh, other people in the group are like, you are not treating us well and we don't yeah, really want to Yeah, it's like deal. all
2: the stories like connect to like one of the 20-somethings. Yeah. I'm like, how do you know this about me? Like, that's creepy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like,
0: oh my <laughs> it's gosh. so hard. What if, okay, so what if she never has any idea about their problems? she's she that. just she just happens to spin a yarn about jake jones in world war ii and they just <laughs> all e- either they all happen to connect or some you know when you're like <laughs> really searching for an answer to something and uh-huh. everything that someone says seems to be like that must be it <laughs> everything's a sign oh my god um, like yes. yeah yeah it oh. could be that so, Where they're um, like they changed their lives because of something this woman said that was not actually connected at all
1: i'm loving this idea of like a like a like a facebook group or something where like have you touched this woman too
0: you know that's <laughs> <laughs> they all the, like maybe some of them meet her individually at the bar and then they all right. start gathering at the bar to meet her <laughs> right. and be like what yeah. will she tell us today to to spend our lives and the bartender's like woohoo <laughs> More um, rounds, more whiskey, because she only drinks whiskey. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: yeah. And she starts getting her drinks for free because she's bringing in the customers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> And then her husband has to come pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, hey. <laughs> Ethel, for crying out loud.
0: Maybe that's the final God scene dear. is that, like, you know, she said she 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 said she said doesn't have a husband. She lives alone. She's, she's given them a completely different name for herself. Right. <laughs> and then he shows up and is like, uh, whatever. <laughs> and, like, when you, what has she been telling you, like, this time? <laughs> and takes oh her home. Goodness.
2: Oh, he's, like, really, like, into it, too. And he just, like, supports her and all things. Oh, there
0: you go. He comes in and yes, yeah. answer all the way. Yes, for
2: sure, for sure.
0: I like that. That's even better. (laughs) And like, and she, so she goes home to her, to her regular home and she was like, yeah, that was a really good day. That was a really good story I told. That was, that was fun. (laughs) He's like, that's great. I'm glad you had a good time. Exactly. He's, and he's like, well, tell it to me. And she sits down and tells him the story again. And that's how it ends. And Jake Jones Aww. is on her lap. And, and- Jake Jones is curled Aww. up on her lap purring. Yes. Um, so oh, this that is makes adorable. Uh, and <laughs> it's such a different story than most of the ones we've written. Yeah. Um, oh, really? <laughs> you yeah, we have to listen to yeah. more. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, we, we often delve into like sci-fi is where it goes a lot of the time. <laughs> But I really uh, like yes. this, yeah. or Supernatural. So I really like this like little vignette story of just like relationships and the <laughs> weird coincidences that can happen yeah. in relationship. And
2: it's just oh, cozy. I love characters. It's so fun.
0: Mm-hmm. It feels like, it, it reminds me, not quite, but like a, a lot of those um it's got the coziness of like uh, of like a a PG Woodhouse kind of the the, yes. the where it's the same characters every time and we do get a little bit of change in this one but like yeah. you they show up and it's almost sometimes even a formula where you know you know the kinds of stories they're going to tell you know their catchphrases but it's just so cozy to read. Yes. It's <laughs> yes. like if Alexis Rose was in a PG Woodhouse. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is that is our our pitch. <laughs> our our pitch com- <laughs> comparison. It's Alexis Rose in a PG Woodhouse story. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Fifty years later. <laughs> Fifty years later. It's it's sixty year old Alexis Rose as Jeeves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, well, that is our time. So, listeners, um, we absolutely want somebody to write this. Yes, <laughs> like like take the, tell us one of these stories. Tell us one of the twenty somethings. Um, spin spin a story from this wonderful woman uh, about Jake Jones in the close of World War Two. And of course, I like the idea. If this is in modern times, and she's like sixty, I love the idea that at some point one of them is like, obviously, she couldn't have actually been alive during World War Two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> details, details. I mean, like whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 but shut up, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Sandra, she changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. So, with with that, we're we're gonna move into our final segment where we're gonna recommend something. Um, and you know what? I in the vein of this, we've compared it a couple of times. I'm gonna recommend um the, the PG Woodhouse books are fun, but uh, I also wanna recommend the Jeeves and Wooster TV series, which was a yes. short run TV series starring Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie as um Oh I love as them. The, the, Oh it's such they're so perfectly cast so in this series. <laughs> they really um, are. And it's it's very um, we recently watched it and there's an episode or two that doesn't age so well (laughs) but most of them you know it's it's yeah Uh, (laughs) that happens so often with older media but a lot of it is really fun and really cozy and very silly and it follows the same formula every time but that's part of the charm Um, so if you if you get a chance to find it the Jeeves and Wooster series I think it's like it's four seasons of like four episodes each or something (laughs) it's British British TV show length and uh, it's well worth checking out it is so much fun yeah jenny let me ask you what would you like to recommend this week
1: uh this week i watched a movie on netflix called narvik and it is about the a town of the same name way up in northern norway uh where during world war ii incidentally um the (laughs) jake jones (laughs) jake jones (laughs) no uh this town was important in world war ii because sweden Was producing a lot of iron that was being bought both by the Allies and the Axis, and Narvik was the Norwegian port where those would get shipped out. Mm. And so these, and it's the hometown of one of the soldiers, and these soldiers show up to like help with, um, they call it neutrality. Uh, But they find out that the Germans are just suddenly taking over, and and so you know, the the one soldier and he has his wife and his young son and his father. That he lives with, and how they deal with this invasion, uh and it's a it's a really really great war flick, and I I liked watching it in the original language with mm-hmm. subtitles because yeah they're speaking Norwegian but then some people are speaking German and some people were speaking French and I liked to hear the difference instead of just hearing all English. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, excellent flick. Go check it out.
0: Awesome. All right, Esme, you get to recommend something as well. What's a story you think our listeners should check out? Well, I was going to recommend Our House because I'm obsessed with it. It's a mm. Disney Plus person;
2: it's amazing. But given the um, the shenanigans of our story, I want to recommend <laughs> Only Murders in the Building. Yes. It's on, yes. Um, oh man, it's so good. It's on Hulu. Um, and it's about these two older guys who live in this beautiful apartment building in New York City, Um, you know, and they've lived their lives. And one of them is like an old actor. The other one's like a director of plays. And then, um, is this Selena Gomez? Yeah. yeah. Is that her? Yeah, and yeah. then Selena Gomez comes along and <laughs> she's just this, you know, jaded 20 something. Um, and they form like this little trio and, you know, all the shenanigans because, of course, there are murders in the building. Mm-hmm. So they make a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> Trying to solve these murders. It's so good. It's so funny. I love it. It's,
0: uh, and for any of you, you know, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you listen to podcasts. It absolutely is so funny in tackling the, 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 Yes. wealth of true crime podcasts <laughs> how messy yes, that i feel like be. that would be a
2: really good comp for um jake jones and the close of WWE. Yeah, yeah yeah yes yeah.
0: <laughs> only murders in the building absolutely <laughs> oh it's fantastic all right um before we go as me we want to make sure that you can plug yourself and your work we've talked a little bit about the the circali books but is there anything else you want to direct listeners to if they want to read more of your stuff
2: um. Well, that's those the only books I have out right now. Um. Um. Sir Kelly and the Champions of Helsing came out last year. It's available in hardcover and paperback as well as digital. <clears throat> and then Sir Kelly and the Dragons Roost, book two, is out now in hardback. Um, the next one comes out next year and the next one, next one comes out the next yeah. next year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can find me on esimesmith.com. Mm-hmm. That's the best place to find me um, <sighs> because Twitter is trash right now. Yeah. I've like fully migrated over to blue
0: sky and trying to make, my <laughs> trying to do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Esme, thank you so much for joining us for this. This was a really delightful one. <laughs> this
2: yes. was so much fun. I had such a good time. I'm glad we worked out our shenanigans.
0: All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. And you can join our Patreon for bonus material. Today, we especially want to thank our patron, Mark, for supporting us.
1: Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WriteThisPod or on Facebook slash SomebodyWriteThis. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or a bit of, or a short story or anything else, email us at SomebodyWriteThis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
0: We'll be back with another episode in two weeks, and we'll see you then. And
1: as they say, when your son's beard has grown, shave your own.